Welcome back to another episode of Heart on the Hill. As always, I'm your host, Micah Hart. It's a great day here in Michigan, and I'm so excited to talk about everything going on in politics. There's a lot to talk about, so I don't want to waste too much time. So without further ado, let's get into things. Well, first off, in North Carolina, a state representative is switching parties, giving Republicans a supermajority. According to ABC News, Representative Trisha Cotham announced her plans on Wednesday. A supermajority will be able to override any vetoes passed by Democratic Governor Roy Cooper. Cotham said that the Democrats are not like what they used to be. As long as I have been a Democrat, the Democrats have tried to be a big tent. But this now where we are, modern day Democratic Party, has become unrecognizable to me and to so many others throughout this state and this country. The party wants to villainize anyone who has free thought, free judgment, has solutions, who wants to get to work to better our state, not just sit in a meeting and have a workshop after a workshop, but really work with individuals to get things done, because that's what real public servants If you don't do exactly what the Democrats want you to do, they will try to bully you. They will try to cast you aside. I saw that when I first filed for office and was told, why didn't you ask for our permission? I didn't think I needed to do that as a female. And quite frankly, I was offended. But when I came back to this legislature, I knew times were different. And things have changed. went on to say that it is all about what Governor Cooper wants to do and control tactics. It became very clear to me early on in January that you better vote in line with everything Governor Cooper tells you to do. From signing on to bills, to he wanted to pick your seat on the House floor, to your committee requests, all of this sense of control. I will not be controlled by anyone. The Democratic Party chairwoman of the state asked Cotham to resign. The main argument of this is that the district that Cotham represents voted significantly more for then-nominee Biden. I think that this is a really interesting story to consider because of the state of where we are in our country and the political atmosphere created right now. Looking at it, is intriguing because we see somebody in a swing state or a state that's really alternated over time and we've seen different things from change parties and that has a big big effect anyways but now that the republicans have a supermajority that's very interesting to watch because you'll be able to see this really play out i think with cooper's policies compared to what the republicans are going to be able to push now and you're going to have this tension of power and it's very interesting to watch as that's going to progress to see Well, what changes and how her record even changes? I think that's a big thing I'm interested in looking at as the time goes on. How does her record and her voting change now as she switches parties? Does it change a little bit? Does it change completely? Where do we go from here? And I think that's going to be something to watch out for. So if you're looking at that, make sure you keep an eye on that because, as I said, it's something that's going to be significant to look at really is it a party line vote thing now or is she still going to be herself really voting maybe sometimes with the democrats but i think overall this goes to show what's happening in our country 
And, you know, I've I've really said before, I am somebody who really does enjoy compromise and appreciate compromise when we can get things done for the American people, when we can make sure that people's voices are heard, all people's voices are heard, not just some, not just the majority party, but all voices are heard and represented and people feel like they can talk about these issues. I think that's important. However, I've noticed the left continuing to move further and further left. Now, there's people on the right as well, I'm going to say, that are moving very far to the right too. It's just happening in politics. But what I think I'm noticing is the left's just blatant disregard for certain values that really made this nation. I think of parental rights being basically pushed aside with the left recently at schools, everything. We're seeing parents, as I talked about last time, just being pushed aside and Republicans are trying to say parents have a role in education. I think we're seeing the socialist ideology of AOC and the squad trying to be pushed heavily in the U.S. House. And we're seeing that even, I think, at state levels nowadays. I think that the Democratic Party is starting to lose a grip of some of its base. You know, I I really... I. I think you could say that probably for some Republicans. I don't think it is as much, honestly. I think the left is right now, this socialist push is heavy and strong. And I think that you'll see that over the years still to come with really how each party moves. And I think this is a really interesting thing to look at in North Carolina is she left the party and she knows the consequences of that. She may lose her next race in her area, but she knew I needed to switch parties. I don't feel like I can vote myself. It's everyone's telling me what to do. I'm not truly representing the people and I'm not doing what I say. It's what these big people say, like the governor and the leaders say. And I think that's something to watch at the state and national level throughout the next few years is really how party politics continues to play out. If it's can members vote for who they want or is there going to be a lot of frustration with that is there going to be you get in trouble if you don't vote with us and like we are this united front and i think that's something to look at is like i think that comes from also where your where your heart lies on the opinion of um politics in specifically parties and how parties should function i think it's whether you really think like yeah the party that's what we need or maybe People just vote, you know, how they want to vote, which it does. Everyone does really end up voting how they see. But it's usually there is some pressure from the party to vote with the party. That's expected a lot of the time. So this is a really interesting move from Cotham to say, you know what? There, there's it's not I can't be who I am on the left anymore. And I think, though, there is people on both sides who are getting just grown frustrating. They're growing to be annoyed by all of this because it's just so much now. There's a frustration of, well, where do I fit in? Where I can't, I'm not that far to the left. I'm not that far to the right. Where do I fit in this political spectrum? And I think that's a growing issue, honestly. I, I'm not, this is just my observations, but I'd love to look more into, well, where are people truly lying on this political spectrum? Where are the majority of Americans at? And... Uh, where do we continue to go from here? And are are politicians much more extreme than a lot of the general public? That's something to consider and just ponder and reflect on, I think, is that, like, where do you stand on this spectrum? Do you think you're represented well? Do you think the party represents you well overall as a whole? 
it's something really important. I think even we can see that with tr switching of parties by representatives, everyone really, who, whenever somebody switches a party, it's always a good question to say, well, why did they do that? And wh where am I now? Where is my affiliation at? And how am I aligning with the party overall? That's something to really reflect on. It's something I have really thought about um, recently was just where do I fall within my own party? What what part of the party do I fall within? What are my views and what do they show about me and where I'm from even? In I'm from Rhode Island, so what does that show? Is it is there a difference if I'm from this part of the country or this part of the country as into my views on in my political party? And that's something I would say I would really encourage you to dive into. I think it's so cool to find out why you fall within a certain party, where you fall in that party, why where you're from actually can help shape certain things as well. I think that's a really interesting thing and it can also cater your interests. So I'm honestly really interested to see how if this ha starts to happen more with people on both sides switching parties back and forth. This is a big story, and I'm sure you are expecting me to bring this up. This past Tuesday, former President Donald Trump was arraigned on 34 felony charges. According to NBC News, these felony charges are tied to hush money payments that the former president made during his presidential campaign. These 34 charges have to do with falsifying business records and are in connection to Stormy Daniels. Trump's lawyer paid adult star Stormy Daniels to be quiet about a 2006 encounter with Trump. Trump was involved because he was repaying his lawyer, Michael Cohen, who paid Daniels $130,000. Now, there are other hush money payments that occurred before the 2016 election, and they are being investigated as well. The Manhattan DA, who is running this entire arraignment, said he did not have to say what the other crime he is investigating is. Now, the question came into play because the charge under the business records can be charged as a misdemeanor, but if it was in tandem with hiding a crime, then it is considered a felony charge. And according to Fox News article, some legal experts are concerned that Bragg, who is the Manhattan DA, did not grant the former president his Sixth Amendment rights in failing to disclose the crime. Politicians took to social media and other platforms to express their opinions. Republican Mitt Romney argued against the indictment, saying, and I quote, I believe President Trump's character and conduct make him unfit for office. Even so, I believe the New York prosecutor has stretched to reach felony criminal charges in order to fit a political agenda. No one is above the law, not even former presidents, but everyone is entitled to equal treatment under the law. The prosecutor's overreach sets a dangerous precedent for criminalizing political opponents and damages the public's faith in our justice system. The charges and evidence will be duly considered and the outcome decided by a jury with an obligation to fulfill its responsibility with the utmost care and impartiality. The American voters will ultimately render their own judgment on the former president's political future. Finally, it is also incumbent on all elected leaders to discourage violence and anger in response to this situation. End quote. Now, House Republicans got right to work, and according to Politico, they subpoenaed someone on Thursday to kick off an investigation into the indictment of the former president. Mark Pomerantz is being called upon. According to the New York Times, Pomerantz formerly served as New York County Special Assistant District Attorney. Pomerantz formally led an investigation into Trump's finances, but resigned due to issues with Bragg and how he was handling the case. The issue was that Bragg had some concerns about moving forward with the case. Now, Democrats also joined in 
on the political discourse taking place, former Speaker Nancy Pelosi came out and said this, and I quote, the grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law, and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. Hopefully, the former president will peacefully respect the system which grants him that right, end quote. Now, there's a lot to talk about here, so I'm going to take some time to do this right now. And I want to start with this. This is ridiculous. I don't care if you're for the president, against the former president, whatever you are. This is a political sham, essentially. It's political. It's all politically charged to go after a former president. This is what they're doing. They're just saying the Democrats and um, Bragg specifically, they're saying, oh, let's go after the president. It's a politically charged thing. I don't care where you be- what you believe about this, that this was politically motivated. Behind all of this was that, as Mitt Romney said, and Mitt Romney and Trump haven't agreed on everything, and he's saying that. And I really do appreciate that he's willing to call this out as it is, and that this is, this is uh, what it is. And I-, I appreciate that Romney did say, though, he's like, yeah, Trump's character and conduct make him unfit for office. And, you know, that's his opinion. Good. He said his opinion, but he also did say that there, there is concern. Everyone is titled to equal treatment under the law. And he really expressed this dangerous precedent being sent, um, being set here for criminalizing political opponents. I think that's that's important to talk about. And, you know, the American people, he does say, I agree, will have, will decide. And they will make their own judgment. I agree with all of this statement being said. That's what should happen. You know what? The American people can decide now. It's up to them. But this is all really a political game. And look what it's setting up for the future of politics. We're just going to go after our enemies for whatever. So any president now can just be indicted? That is that what we're setting up for our country? And you know what? If wrong was done, wrong should be brought up. But let's not just focus on Trump. Let's look at every other politician who's done wrong then. Every one of them. Let's go into this then. Okay? Because you can't just do it to one person. And I've made my opinions known on Trump very clearly and that I don't agree with him on some things. And I, you know, I don't always agree with him on who he is as a person. There are some things. However, I don't care about that. That's not what this is about. This is about it being politically motivated. That's my greatest concern. I don't care who it is. I don't care what party they're from, whoever it is. When we get to this point, there's such dangerous precedent, as Mitt Romney said. And then I just think I want, I, it's ridiculous what Pelosi said. I want to just go back to that for a second. No one is above the law. Okay, great. Yep. Everyone has a right to a trial to prove innocence. To prove their innocence? Aren't they innocent until proven guilty? Isn't that what it's supposed to be, Nancy Pelosi? You're a member of Congress. I think you should know that basic principle. But I guess she doesn't. In that, no, they have the right to prove their innocence. So she's basically saying, well, he's guilty. He has to prove his innocence. He's innocent until proven guilty, Nancy Pelosi. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. And that's politicizing it. The whole thing, too. She's just setting on this precedent and lighting the fire more and more and more. We should not be at this point in the United States. Why do we have to politicize everything? Why do we have to just go after our political opponents like this? This is not what we should be doing. There are so many other things to be focusing on. 
And, you know, I think this is going to be an interesting thing to watch now and what it does in this presidential election. Do they actually think there's going to be no consequence for this? I mean, the Democrats, do they think there's going to be nothing from this? Do they not see what's going to happen from this? I actually think that this is could play, it could play, I'm not sure, into Trump's hands and help him get secure a nomination. I am floored by this going on, as I said. And, you know, I get fired up about this because... It's our it's our nation, and we're worrying about things like this. We're just politicizing these things. We're just going after people now, it seems like. And look what we can't deal with. Look at the issues going on throughout the country we're not dealing with. We're putting priority on something like this, but we're not focusing on what's going on at the border, the fentanyl coming through. We're not focusing on the American people, children's education after COVID. They're struggling to catch up in schools. We're not focusing on that, are we? We're just doing this because, you know what, this is what we do in politics nowadays, grow up. It's time to move up, move forward, and go on as a country. And if you're going to play this game, well, don't get angry and frustrated when Republicans play the same game eventually. Because it's going to happen. If you're setting this precedent, we're going to have this back and forth game. I'm sure of it. And you know, I, I hope I'm wrong on that. I hope this just ends and we're done and we don't just continue to politicize these things. But I don't think that's the case, honestly. I truly believe that once we set this precedent, we're going down this road. And that's a dangerous road to go down. And as I said, we should be punishing for when things are wrong, but I want a whole line of those politicians who also should be charged as well for other things, because I'm sure there are things we can dive into with other politicians. It's politics. There's corruption everywhere. That's what we always say, you know, politics and corruption, you know, they can probably be synonymous with each other. So let's go into everyone. Let's look at every little thing then of everyone, because you know what? We need to hold everyone to the same standard. No one is above the law. That's correct. But also he is innocent until he is proven guilty. And I get so fired up and it, it, it just, it really does bother me to see our nation just this divided. This is not what we should be. We should be able to have our views, but at the end of the day, just go home and that's it. It's our views. We have our views. We can still be friends with people with different views. We don't have to. We don't have to start these things and it's just a lot right now in our country. And I I pray often for our country and the the direction we're moving in. I we we need to be better. We need to do better. We need to serve our people better. As I said, we're spending time on these things rather than really focusing on what's issues. President Biden, it's time to get to the border and check it. Vice President Harris, go to the border as well. See what's going on there. It's time to go to East Palestine, President Biden. It's time to check in on these people. It's time for politicians to stand up, serve we the people. They say they will, do they? Or are we doing this all day? Are we just having little dramatic things nowadays where, oh, it's all a show. Whoa, we're going to do all this, that, fiery speeches. Where, where's the work coming in? We need solutions to these big issues that are affecting Americans every day. That's what we should be focusing on. But we're now focusing on things like this because we have to politicize everything. And it's always about winning the next election. And you know what? I think it's good to have elections. Obviously, it's important. It's huge. It's a big, one of the biggest parts of our country, having elections. But do, why do politicians always just need to focus on that? I get it. They want job security. They want this and that. But there's so much more to their jobs. There's so much more to this country than just the politics and all these things. So 
I really hope that we can move on, move forward, pursue justice, and have all of that, but not politicize it to the way we have. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am so grateful for you listening to today's show. It's just been, it's always great for me to just be able to do this show, pour my heart into it and pour everything that I love about politics into this. I know it sounds like sometimes I just get so frustrated and I do, but it's out of a love for this country and out of a love for the people in this country. Truly, this country is the greatest in the world and we are so blessed to live and call America our home. And I just hate to see people so divided and so frustrated with each other and just so much politics plays into the hate that goes on. That's not what I want at all. I just want us to be able to live our lives as we were supposed to. We have the rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We should be able to have these rights, be protected with these rights, and live in America where we can say we are proud to be Americans. We are proud to be in this country. We're proud. We love this country. And so this show is just me reflecting my heart to you on my opinions. It's called Heart on the Hill. I guess you can take that a lot of ways. The heart, my last name, but also heart on the hill. Having heart, having courage, having bravery on the hill. Takes a lot, but it can be done. Thank you. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. 